Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me is my talkative co-host, Waylon Davis. Hey everybody, and he's going to be doing—he's going to be doing all the talking on this one. Oh yeah, been <laughs> my voice is, as you can tell, my voice is a little sketchy. So yeah, so kind of you know, forgive us. I mean, hey, things happen, um, and and I would say right now your voice is probably an, an improvement over the past couple of days. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, if anything keeps us from recording, you know it's serious. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, because we actually we do love doing this it's, it gets kind of addicting at times yeah you know um that we like putting out a good product and if either one of us are sick because i've had the covid Waylon's had the covid and if it you know, if it affects how we think it's gonna you know how we perceive the show then we're like uh maybe not or if we just can't do it i mean right um because nobody wants to you know somebody to be on the show and all of a sudden pass out you know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh but uh today we are going to be talking about the evolution of wrestlemania because in three days wrestlemania 38 is going to be happening yeah at least the first night of it uh on saturday night down in dallas yeah and um we're planning on giving a preview of that show tomorrow Mm -hmm. you think uh, as long as your voice holds up yeah um (laughs) i mean so it remains to be seen, but yeah, if, if your voice, you know, if, if your voice has still gotten kind of bad, I mean, I think we may postpone that to maybe Friday. Um, but once Mania hit the day hits, yeah, well, it's done because uh, I don't know about you, but there's something else actually happening on Saturday that I'm honestly um, probably going to be paying more attention to. And that'll be, um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the day that Coach Jeffsky from Duke has to return. You know, he his final game because Carolina is going to be, you know, beating them. I'm not going to say giving them beat down because I know better than that. But yeah, you know, but hopefully Carolina beats them and goes on to the championship game. That's the final four. Yep. Um, and that I, I'm still just I cannot believe that not long before the tournament, North Carolina was a bubble team. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're going to be. And you know, now they're in the final four. Um, I'm just, and they're going to be playing Duke Mm -hmm. first time ever. I mean, the only thing that would make this better is if it was the actual championship game, yeah. And Shazevsky's last, you know, if Shazevsky, I mean, this is it. I mean, they beat Duke at Cameron for his Mm -hmm. last home game, yeah. What better for it to spoil this one? Because you know, out when when you're leaving something, you should always leave on your back. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is the old wrestling rule. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, besides that, uh, two new, two, um, well, some new stories, you know, for wrestling. Triple H retiring that was actually supposed yep. to be our original show for this past Monday, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, like I said, um, you know, I'm not gonna have 
the risk of Dwaylon, you know, losing his voice permanently, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, cause I'm pretty sure you don't want to make that risk either. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and you know, so one day, hopefully next week, maybe we'll actually talk more about triple H because I mean, I think that is something that definitely, uh, needs a show all on its own, you know, yeah. because all, all the contributions he's made and then just going over like the issues that forced him to retire. Well, retiring from in-ring action. Right. So, I mean, he's done. I mean, he will not wrestle mm -hmm. again. No. Nope. So. And then the other news, um, and this may not have been as big of a news story, except for, you know, old school fans like us, but, you know, you texted me and said Rocky King passed away. Yep. I saw it on, um, saw it on Twitter. And then a friend of mine, a friend of mine sent me a little clip from YouTube where they had somebody had talked about it. Uh, I mean, that's, um, for those who don't know who Rocky King was, he was largely considered enhancement talent in the Carolinas. Uh, so, you know, if he was in a match, he was probably going to lose. Yeah. But he was one of the ones you always recognized him. You know, you, yeah. you could say, hey, yeah. name one of the guys who, you know, name enhancement talent, Rocky King. It'd be like George South, Rocky King, and like Gene Ligon. I don't know. I mean, that, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be some names. But Rocky King would always be in there. Yeah. And I, I do remember when he got a little bit of a push with Jimmy Valiant as his partner. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yep. Um, because Rocky King, he also normally, he had the fro. Mm -hmm. And it was really bad looking, too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, uh, but when he was with uh, Boogie Woogie Man, he actually had it down into braids. Yeah. You know, like with yeah. the beaded braids, because that was mm -hmm. kind of a thing in the mid-80s. Yeah. Um, I couldn't pull that off. It just wouldn't. wouldn't <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but, um, because, and, and I remember how that feud started. It was or how that partnership started uh he was in a enhancement tag match i don't remember who his partner was but they were against the midnight express and after the match you know or maybe it was during the match they um i don't remember if it was conjury if it was lane you know i don't remember which who the partner was but he put rocky king in a boston crab and then beautiful bobby came off the top rope with a few knee drops mm -hmm. and i was thinking back then there is no way you can't fake that. I mean, he's actually coming. Then you come to find out later on, Bobby Eaton was no yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the safest guys ever. Yeah. And, and so that's when they put him with the Boogie Boogie Man. And so I'll always remember that. Then they just kind of stopped, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on a few just ended and, and he went back to being enhancement talent. Um, but he had been doing a lot. I want to say he was doing a lot of stuff for the homeless. They were mm -hmm. around like yeah. the Raleigh area. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, so he had got his name out there cause he'd gone through some personal struggles and, you know, so he was actually helping people out who also had their own struggles, you know? Right. So, um, and I thought that was, you know, pretty, um, pretty cool of him actually, you know? And so I was glad that people knew him more than just, Hey, he was a wrestler who was an enhancement talent right? because the person was way more than that. Yeah. You know, so definitely Rocky King rest in peace. So absolutely. Um, uh, the other news is past weekend, you know, of course, everybody's been talking about it, whether they watched it live or not, but everybody's seen the video. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, I don't want to get too much, um, into it because every, you know, everybody's been talking about it. Yeah. I, I may have even posted a couple of memes about it. I don't know. Um, 
you know, in fact, I just posted one probably a couple hours ago that I didn't <laughs> into, you know, with uh, kind of combined with it. But I've had, yeah, you know, I'm seeing some people saying, oh, it's fake. You know, that appears, oh, no, it's real. They're another, oh, look at, you know, oh, he was laughing before that, but she said, you better get up there. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's definitely got people's attention, but I don't think that, I don't think it was intentional <laughs> to get, you know, yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I know how I'd be if somebody were to uh, make kind of a tasteless joke about my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know how I would be too. So, I can't, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I fault him because I don't, because it's just like some people, not like you said, not to get really into it, but I've seen a lot on Facebook and people are like, well, he shouldn't have done that. And there was a better way to handle it. Maybe so, but he'd also already had this conversation with Chris Rock before mm -hmm. to stop making jokes about his wife and he made another one. So it's like, I feel, I feel like the talking was done. So I'm not advocating violence, but sometimes you got to get people's attention. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did the joke in public. He got handled exactly. in public. Exactly. <laughs> you know, thank you. Um, but since that was on the Oscars, you know, of course, that leads me to think about movies. And, you know, and since we'd already <sighs> talked about basketball, um, got to combine movies and basketball for the next thing I'm going to say before we start really getting into, you know, the reason why we're here. And there was a movie that debuted 30 years ago about basketball. Yep. White men can't jump. Yep. And I could not tell you how many times I've watched that movie. I love that movie. That movie's so good. <laughs> uh, I think I still have it on VHS somewhere. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because um, I got it on VHS probably when I was like 20 or 21, because I remember I was stationed in Japan and I bought it at the, the you know, the, the base exchange. Yeah. And I watched, I mean, I just, I love that movie. I mean, it's been a while now since I've seen it, but um, I could almost quote that movie verbatim there for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, even like the obscure lines like, that my friend is Ghana. Yeah. Shooting for the Sudan. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the whole, you can put a cat in the oven, they don't make him a biscuit. I think everybody yeah. quotes that and they don't even yep. know where it's from. Yep. Um. And then foods that start with the letter Q. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, white men can't jump 30 years. I mean, can you believe that? I can't believe it. It's I mean, crazy. Oh, and uh, and then also this past weekend, this was a spur of the moment thing just because I, I was watching them. And they said something about, man, I wish we had a guest. And so I sent somebody a text that, hey, Send me the link. Next thing I know, I was a guest on Jay and Trey. Cool. You know, so it, it was just, you know, and, um, you know, so we talked about wrestling. We talked, you know, something about WrestleMania. I actually mentioned Monday we're going to do a show about Triple H. And, yeah. well, <laughs> things yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but I actually bought one of their shirts earlier. You know, of course, I'm going to have to wait, you know, a couple weeks for it to get here because yeah. it, takes, it, it does take that long. I will say that about um, T Public. If it's anybody who orders one of our shirts, it may take a couple weeks for it to get there. Um, right. But because, I mean, they actually have to go and make the shirt. They don't mm -hmm. have them just sitting there waiting for people to buy them. We're not that popular yet, but you can help us with that. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but I, they have a new design for their logo. 
and I actually bought a shirt with their new design. Cool. Um, yeah, I saw their new uh, new logo on uh, Instagram. Yep. Uh, I mean, it looks really cool. They have an artist friend of theirs do it, and I'm like, hmm, all right, cool. And you know, I always want to give those guys a shout out because they always give us shout outs. Even on, in fact, on their show, uh, I was um, not just Saturday, but uh, yesterday, I was able to actually catch their show in the middle of the day, which I haven't been able to do, you know, for a few weeks because, you mm-hmm. know, uh, work has just been just so hectic. And during their breaks, you know, they, they play like a little video thing. One of their video breaks is actually our intro. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. So, I mean, they're definitely, you know, putting us out there, yeah. you know, helping us out. So anything we can do to help them out, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um. And also somebody else who's been giving us uh, shout-outs as well is uh, Ted the Hillbilly Hill at the Hill Truth <laughs> yep. Podcast. I mean, they are trending number one in Antarctica and on MySpace, award-winning. Yep. <laughs> um, and in all seriousness, he, do, he does do a great podcast. because Yes, he, he does. does. Yeah, I mean, I just, I like the way he does it. It's very original coming from like a Hill perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when even when he his latest episode was about 50-50 booking, you know, but he really, really breaks it down about how it it's not good for a wrestler to have that 50-50 booking because, yeah. you know, he said, you know, he actually compared it to the Carolina Panthers because he lives in North Carolina, which by the way, talking with him, he actually was not born in North Carolina. He mm-hmm. was actually born in Virginia, but he lived near the Kentucky border. So he's actually a UK fan. And okay. I was like, oh, well, I mentioned, I was like, well, I said, Dwaylon was actually born and raised in Kentucky. I said, but as a diehard North Carolina fan, I said, we're, we're, you know, I said, we've actually talked about how we're pretty, both pretty sure that breaks some kind of Commonwealth law. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, and for anybody who is living in Kentucky, you probably know what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's either Kentucky and if you're up near Jefferson County, uh, Louisville, maybe. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, but he was actually talking about the Carolina Panthers. You know, I'm talking about, um, you know, Ted, he, but he was compared to the Carolina Panthers. He said, they've been one of the teams that for the most part, they are always sitting around 500. Yes. You know, they've had their good years, a couple years went to the Super Bowl, then a couple years after that, they will be back in the cellar again and then kind of slowly rise up to the middle. And he said, and, and nobody wants to support a team that's in the middle. Right. You know, so that's what he was compared to the 50-50 booking to. And I'm like, hmm, you know mm-hmm. what? He's got a point. He's got a really good point there. Yeah. Uh, but definitely go check him out. And while you're checking out podcasts, go check out the True Crime Cast and the Buster Hearts podcast from Jamie and John. There's a couple of guys. They've also supported us. And they've had me on their uh, their Buster Heart podcast. They've actually used a couple of the stories I wrote and sent to them for the True Crime Cast. And they've been on Jericho three times. And they've had Jericho on theirs. And, they're, and they support us. So, um, yeah. so we got some celebrity links there. Yeah. Yep. but yeah another two you know two great guys um and you know so anybody you want to shout out dwell on why you can't talk um no i think you covered everything okay uh and speaking of covering everything let me go ahead and get our contact and listen info <laughs> anybody like to email us is armchairbookingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on instagram at armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair Find us on TikTok at Armchair Booking Podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching the video, you already know that. But you can also find us on just about any audio platform there is. If we're not on there, let us know. We will try to get ourselves added. Yes, iHeartRadio still sucks. 
we've already discussed that. Yeah. And yeah, and last but not least, we are hosted by Block Talk Radio. So I believe I covered everything. Yeah. I, I think I did it with so. like take while taking like one breath. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do in my old age now. Hmm. You know, having smoked in like almost six years, you know, so my lungs have right. started to heal up a lot better than what they used yeah. to be. <laughs> um <coughs> But the reason why we're here talking about the evolution of WrestleMania, kind of similar to what we did, like an evolution of the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you know, a couple months yep. ago, um, except for WrestleMania, obviously, is, well, it's actually not that much older. It's only three years older. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you, when you hear about WrestleMania, I mean, um, well, I'm not going to say necessarily for this year, but usually, you know, we get excited. Yeah, usually I'm like really excited about WrestleMania and it's like culmination of all these storylines and, you know, it's kind of like the sort of like the end of their year because everything after that's kind of like a reset. Yeah. Well, after Backlash, of course, because usually oh. they do a lot of rematches. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's just... I'm not that excited for this year's. I don't feel like that they booked it. I, I don't feel like they booked it or promoted it very well this year. And you see, they added another match this past Monday, right? When, remember when I texted you and I was like, "Hey, Bobby Lashley's already back." Yeah. And then I looked, and he was again um, having a thing with almost. I, and as soon as I said it, I was like, "Oh no!" I don't understand uh, that. It's like that's as bad as having. Drew McIntyre in this nothing feud with Happy Corbin. It's like you've got two guys that are former world champions and you're sticking them in nothing matches at, you know, storyline wise, neither of these matches are going to get these guys any closer to the title. No, they're not. Um, and I get with almost, I mean, they do need somebody for him to you know have a match with because i mean he's big and he's a monster i mean um you know yeah, but, but <clears throat> lashley's especially lashley coming back from a legitimate injury is just not the yeah. person to do it and my thing is it's like so you either have almost lose and there is there goes all your time you spent building him into this monster <clears throat> excuse me or you have him beat bobby lashley and then it's like you waste a former WWE champion, yep. you know, getting squashed by a rookie. Right. I don't care like, if he's seven foot three. I don't either. I mean, it's still green. <laughs> Very and green. I understand giving him some wins, but not against Bobby Lashley, not at WrestleMania. Well, not only that, but Lashley, I mean, like I said, he's coming back from a legitimate shoulder injury. Yeah. And I'm not saying almost to do it on purpose, but somebody that big he probably literally does not know his own strength. Well, they're thinking one of those guys from uh, the Viking Raiders might be legitimately hurt. Because of the other night. The other night, he took a clothesline from Omos, and I, I, I really think he was hurt because, like, the, the way he reacted to that clothesline, I was like, eh, that did not look like it, it went well. And uh, some, I don't remember – Actually, maybe in Jane Trey, or it could have been another podcast. They were talking about the Viking Raiders and how that just totally killed them by they having did. them lose that. Yeah, a count out loss in a handicap match 
one, they should be challenging for tag titles. Exactly. And, you know, really it should be nothing against Shinsuke or Rick Boogs, but it should be the Viking Raiders and the Usos for the SmackDown tag title. Yes. At WrestleMania. Oh, but you know, sadly, the the first WrestleMania uh, in 1985, and I know you know the the origins of how it all came about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vince McMahon. We'll go back in history a little bit for the fans, you know, who are listening to us who actually don't know this part of the history. There was Georgia Championship Wrestling, which was based out of Georgia, based out of Atlanta, and they had their Saturday morning program. Vince McMahon bought it, but what he really bought was not the territory. He was buying that slot. Yep. And um, and it wasn't the the show wasn't called Georgia Championship. I think the show would made a batch have been called World Championship Wrestling. I think I'll it have, was. Yeah, you know, I have I to verify that. But um, but he bought it. They didn't even tell anybody. They just people, you know, turned into morning Saturday morning Black Saturday is what they're calling Saturday, it. Black Saturday, yep. And they're expecting to see Georgia Championship Wrestling. Instead, they see Vince McMahon. Uh huh. And with some pre-recorded matches coming out of New York, they had no idea who the wrestlers were because back, I mean, the wrestling was very territorial. I mean, literally, I mean, they, yeah. if they didn't keep up with it with the magazines, they didn't know who those other wrestlers were. Right. And that lasted what, two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they came back to like, Vince, this isn't going to work. Um, and so. Well, no, because he came into a Southern territory. Pushing with, northern wrestling. Pushing northern wrestling. And back then, like Steve said, that was extremely territorial. And that just wasn't going to work. The, the southern fans were not going to accept that style of wrestling. Right. And just like the northern fans also would not accept, mm-hmm. like the, and uh, we saw this happen, like the bunkhouse matches and things like that, which were very yeah. southern. I mean, it's yeah. just, um, it's not right or wrong. It's just. Yeah. You know, just what it is. And so Vince McMahon sold it back to, uh, it may be, I don't, the Briscoes are who sold it to him to begin with, but I don't think they're the ones who bought it back. I think it was, um, I don't think it was, well, no, I think that's when the Crockett's bought it. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's when the Crockett's bought it. Yeah. Um, and they bought it for, I think it was just a, just a straight up $1 million. Mm-hmm. And Vince used that to finance wrestlemania yeah because vince, vince put every dime he had i mean it was literally make or break for him he put every dime he had into wrestlemania yep and if the very first one had not have worked the company probably would have folded it, i mean oh yeah definitely yeah yeah um, if, yeah if he couldn't have pulled that off there was no way he could have moved forward he, he i mean he, he would have been bankrupt and, you know, at this moment, because uh, this was in um, March, late March of 85, I had still never watched a WWF match. Um, I didn't watch my first WWF match until a few months later when I was at somebody else's house who had the one of the great big satellite dishes. Uh, yeah, those giant ones that looked like they were, you could actually live in the satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just tilted up. All right. Yeah, yeah. just, Okay. All right, yeah, nah, it's not supposed to rain. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, because I mean, we actually didn't have cable. 
um, at the time, you know, just where we lived at, you know, um, you know, there in Aberdeen, North Carolina, just the road we lived on, you know, cable was not available yet. Right. You know, so, uh, so I was kind of jealous of my friends who had the USA network you know, <laughs> because they were able to watch WWF. Yeah. Uh, but that first event, I mean, if you look at the matches on there and it's really wild, if you go back and actually watch, watch it on the, on the network, it looks weird. I mean, you know, I really don't know how to describe it. It just looks weird compared to all the pageantry and the, the production values that they have now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it's still like, I've gone back and tried to watch some of it and it's like, just it does for me it doesn't age very well no but (laughs) but it still had that you know it wasn't nearly as slick as everything with wwe is now and it still had that grimy old school look to it Mm -hmm. which always appeals to me because i kind of like that style but uh yeah it was it's if you go back and watch it and then watch like last year's WrestleMania. It's a completely, it's just, it's a shock how different it looks back then. Um, and even though last year and year, well, last year is when they had like the third of the stadium full mm-hmm. in Tampa. Um, so I'd probably go back to like 2019 to get like the, the last real. Yeah. Full. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just, where was that one? Um, do you remember? Uh, I do not. Uh, let's see, 38, 37, 36, 35. Were they back in New Orleans? Was that Lesnar and was that Lesnar and Reigns in the main event? Um, I, you know, I could actually say yes, and I, I'd probably have about a thirty-three percent chance. Of getting <laughs> <it right. laughs> um, let's see, that was 35. That was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but at MetLife. Yep. Yep. At MetLife. Um, uh, let's see. Used to be the Meadowlands. Yeah. Um, and where they had the New York Giants and the New York Jets play. Yeah. Uh, Never, I mean, I, I, that's another thing. It is what it is. Uh, the Jets have been perennial losers now, you know, for over 50 years. Um, yeah. but, but that's another story. Uh, the main event for this one, I did not remember this. Um, this wasn't the main event, but Roman Reigns was against Drew McIntyre. I did okay. not, I did not I, remember I, that. Yeah, I remember them wrestling at Mania. Uh, no, the main event, this one was Becky, Rhonda, Charlotte. That's right. That's Brett. right. That was the like seven hour long mania. Yeah. One of where them. Every, where everybody, <laughs> yeah, where everybody was exhausted. That's right. Because that's where, that's where Kofi won the title. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He beat Daniel yep. Bryan and, yep. uh, the Iconics won the women's tag belts. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Pain in the Miz, the false cut anywhere. Um, but yeah, that was, but I mean, if you look, that was in MetLife state, kind of ironic. I mean, if you want to say down the road, but it was Madison Square Garden was the first one, yeah. Which, you know, the way Vince Sr. used to say, the garden is the garden is the garden. I mean, it is the mecca yeah. 
of entertainment, you know, but then going from that, which holds what 20, actually not even 20,000 people. I don't think, um, you know, we'll say 10,000, 15,000 people, yeah. uh, you can put in there to watch wrestling because you really don't need a lot of room for the wrestling ring. Right. You don't, for those who've never actually been to a match, when you go like into an arena to watch a match, you know, or to watch a wrestling event and you look down, you see the rear, like the ring doesn't look that big. Yeah. It's like, it's not, I mean, it's only, it's 20 by 20 with a little yep. bit of space around it. Yep. Uh, but I mean, just think about how it's gone from those origins to where if the event didn't succeed, the company would have failed. Yeah. And to now, I mean, it's in stadiums because that many people want to see it. Yeah, it's in stadiums and it's a way worldwide event. It's, yeah. you know, it's become more than just a, a wrestling show. It's a worldwide all weekend event. People come from all over the world. People travel from all over the world to come watch WrestleMania. Yeah. And you can tell that because uh, throughout the event, they'll actually pan and they'll show people holding up different flags, mm-hmm. you know, and when I was watching uh, <coughs> earlier and, and said I was watching part of the walk culture thing that they did, and you know what they did this five years ago, by the way, I didn't. I probably I, watched that one. Uh, well, yeah, because the, the last one they did was um, number was 33. But mm-hmm. when they did like the 10 things you didn't know or 10 pieces of whatever they're calling it about um, each WrestleMania, they go like each one has its own episode. Right. And so I was rewatching some of those just saying, um, just so I could kind of refresh myself on a lot of the things. And, you know, in the background, I saw somebody, I think it was with a Norwegian flag, mm-hmm. you know, so they came all the way from Norway, um, you know, and you have some of the ones they, they come all the way from like countries in Africa, country in the Middle East, which you would think that's almost like directly halfway around the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and then not only that, but it used, the first one only had one language being put out there. Right. And it was just English. Now they may have actually had Spanish subtitles, you know, if, yeah. if you had that capability on your TV, but they didn't have the announce table right there. That came later on. And but I think those guys, I think they ought to say, you know what, we're done. Just put us in the yeah. back. We're tired of having people laying yeah. on us. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but yeah, they've had the Spanish announce table now. They have the the uh what's another one they've had like down there with them. Um, um trying to think they've had german french yep. um hindi yeah yep uh japanese um mm-hmm. i think mandarin chinese i believe they have yeah um let's see with some of the other ones um i i noticed some more but i mean but they always show them you know i think arabic also because you know, since they've had the, the deal going on with uh with saudi arabia and you know, if you think, I mean, and all that was gradual. I mean, it's not like they said, okay, the, you know, first WrestleMania is this. Okay. Now next year, you know, we're going to bring in all, all this. No, I mean, it was a gradual thing. They just, they just yep. kept adding more and more. Yeah. Um, and now it makes me kind of wonder if WrestleMania hasn't gotten too big for his britches, but I, I've, I felt like it has for the last few years. Honestly, I wish it would go back to the smaller arenas i wish it would back, go back. yeah i wish it would go back to the garden and the smaller arenas and it's like 
you've done all the stadiums. I mean, some of them multiple times. It's like, I get you want a huge crowd. I get they want to break all these attendance numbers and everything, but it's like the smaller atmosphere just made. I remember those those pay-per-views in Madison Square Garden, that smaller, tighter atmosphere just, mm-hmm. you know, you could feel that watching it at home. I can't imagine how it was. I can't imagine that feeling being in the arena. And the one thing I can compare it to, which is kind of ironic considering this weekend is actually conflicting with it, is the Final Four. Right, yeah. You know, because the last time the Final Four was held anywhere but a football stadium, like a domed football mm-hmm. stadium, um, was it 96? No, or maybe a couple years after that. Um, just because the audience for the Final Four and for the NCAA Men's Has Basketball got- Championship game is, is that, it's just that in demand. Yeah. Um, and I get WrestleMania has become that in demand. Um, I don't think this year, you know, is going to match it. Yeah. I feel like the experience has gotten more in demand, but I feel like that they're, as far as match quality, that it's been going downhill for a long time as far as as far as the card as a whole i mean you'll have a match here or there but it's like i still feel like that they peaked at 17 because there was honestly there really wasn't a bad match on that card right um and i could definitely agree with that because there's been uh there's been some after that, where they may have had a one one or two particular matches that were just huge. Yeah. But then you, it was kind of balanced out by some other matches, which weren't. I mean, just for... Well, and like a lot of manias have been, you know, one or two match cards. And it's like, I'm trying to think, like, honestly, WrestleMania 20... The only match that I ever go back and watch is the main event. And that's uh, Eddie and uh, Triple H, right? No, that's... Uh, oh, no, it was... Triple H, Benoit, and Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Eddie title. was in a match before that. For some uh, reason, I, I take that back. Eddie. I do watch the Eddie and Kurt Angle match. But other than those two, that's, that's really it. And then, I mean, there's been some that have had, like, you know, three good matches on it, but it's like, for your biggest event of the year, you got to do better than that. It's right. like when, when all these other smaller companies are putting on top to bottom quality pay-per-views, every match is like, even like <clears throat> AEW impact, like when ring of honor before they took their hiatus, those pay-per-views were like every match was no less than good. Most of the matches were right there, either great or right there at being great. And I feel like WWE is not really concerned with the match quality because they know they can sell just the WrestleMania experience. And they right. know because people buy the WrestleMania t- tickets before they know what matches on the card. Yep. Uh, they used to. This year mm-hmm. has been proven to be 
this year they've been yeah they've been struggling to sell tickets this year across the two nights i like the two night concept but if you're going to have the two night concept then you've got to both nights have to be good right and the two night well i think the two night concept would have also been a little better had they not uh released Mm -hmm. almost 100 people yep (laughs) so now all of a sudden they're having to throw filler in there with logan paul and johnny knoxville even though the intercontinental title and the u.s titles aren't being defended yes exactly um i think finn balor is going to be in the andre the giant memorial battle royal and on friday on smackdown and then ricochet is defending the intercontinental title against uh umberto and angel Ooh. in a triple threat match Ooh. which should be a really good match <laughs> that but, should be but why are these two champions not booked for wrestlemania they should be on wrestlemania and <sighs> that kind of leads me into the whole point of are they bringing these two celebrities on there to b-list celebrities i'm not i mean these are not a-list celebrities these are yeah. um well they're niche market celebrities of course the funny thing is wrestling i mean i'll admit it wrestling is a niche market i mean it really yeah. is um because i mean i could tell you i can almost count the number on, on one hand um my some of my co-workers who were in like right there who are wrestling fans right you know now people i mean they say i used to watch it you always say that oh i used to watch it all the time yeah well, oh, okay you know that's and but the one card you always say name a wrestling event they always say wrestlemania yep you know yep. um but with the the celebrity presence this year it's not doing anything <coughs> positive for them because nobody is wanting to watch it to see johnny knoxville or logan paul right um because first of all logan paul i mean i'll be honest with you he's kind of obnoxious yes um johnny knoxville is not as bad but johnny knoxville his whole thing is to be yeah, well i mean the name of the show well, was jackass but but i feel oh i feel like he at least has respect for the business he does I mean, I, I will say that he does. Um, not as much as Bad Bunny. If they brought Bad Bunny on there, I don't think anybody would complain. No, because that dude, man, that <laughs> yeah. dude is. Yeah. To be a non-wrestler, that dude is fantastic. Yeah, because we said that after last year's WrestleMania, when he came out yeah. there, we're like, okay, there's a celebrity, and all of a sudden he got to work, work and we're like, what did he yeah. do? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think I texted you right then going, that dude has no business being that good. No, I mean, he does not man but your your point on the celebrities yeah that's wrestlemania has devolved as far as celebrity involvement and the celebrity involvement adding to the product because you look at the first few wrestlemanias mr t is in the main event Mm -hmm. you know definitely brought eyes to the product Mm -hmm. cindy Um, lopper was involved in that cindy lopper was involved who should be in the hall of fame yes I i will keep saying that until they put her in the hall of fame because without her, without her, one, that event wouldn't have worked as well as it did. Because the rock and wrestling, you know, explosion, she was a huge part of that. And I still feel like that she does not get the credit she deserves for that. Um, but you look at the, those, those celebrities added to the product. Uh, WrestleMania 2, you had... Roddy Piper, Mr. T in the boxing match still brought eyes to the product because Mr. T was still a huge star at that time. And 
You put Mr. T on the card, people are going to look. Yep. People and they had like, they had other celebrities um, on that one as well because WrestleMania two is the one they had three different locations. Yes. And you had like Mary yes. Hart, you know, from Entertainment Night. She was involved. Um, yeah. Susan St. James, the actress, was involved. I mean, they, I think, was that the one Ricky Schroeder was involved? Yeah. Um, and so then, especially one, because they had Liberace and the Rockettes and uh, all these other people, that brought some people who were curious, like, what do you mean wrestling? Is that the stuff that they do, like, in high school gyms? and Yeah. And union halls? And it's like, well, they're in Madison Square Garden. They've always been in Madison Square Garden. By the way, this is a huge event. And so that brought the eyes. They were also in Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You know, that was like the main article in Sports Illustrated because I actually had that issue. I mean, I read it several times. And, uh, but like you said, but about them devolving because it did, I almost want to say it kind of peaked. What year was the billionaire billionaire? Was that 2007? Uh, I believe so. It was WrestleMania. Uh, that, 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 it, uh, it had him in 2007. I hate to say it like this, but that's when Vince had to shave his head. And yes. then when he came out, when they, they, the whole storyline about him with the, the exploded limousine. Yeah. He came out after that, of course, after the, the Crispin Watt situation. Yeah. And Vince came out. I mean, his hair still had not grown out yet. Yeah. Um, but that one, that actually brought a lot of eyes because they're like, and this is long before Trump even, well, he may have been thinking about running, you know, but, but this was long before any of that, you know, yeah. this was the billionaire versus billionaire. And then that got a lot of people looking. That was also in Detroit, yeah. you know, and in not obviously not the silver dome, but whatever replaced the silver dome. Yeah. And, and remember that sh everybody shouldn't have paying attention to Bobby Lashley back then because yeah. he was involved in that. And, but I can't think of, since then that was in 2007 so that was 15 years ago um any celebrity involvement since then that's actually like you said brought positive eyes to the product uh, uh but other than bad bunny there hasn't yeah. there really hasn't been because i mean they they keep pushing the like i mean they've had you know they had snooki from jersey shore Ooh, uh yay. on there it's like okay um <laughs> it's like it's like if you're going to have celebrities, they need to be able to bring eyes to the product. And I'm sorry, but the Jersey Shore was a train wreck. I'm not going to lie. I watched it because it was a train wreck. It was it <laughs> entertained me how stupid these people were. But the Jersey Shore crowd was not going to be paying attention to WrestleMania. They weren't. Right. Snooki was not bringing more eyes to the product. And it's like, in this day and age, it's like, can we just go back to the wrestling that, mm -hmm. without the celebrity involvement? I mean, if you want to have a celebrity come out and sing that national anthem, you know, yeah. or have a celebrity host or something. Yeah, and those make sense. Yeah, you those know? make sense. But to have, like, Logan Paul taking a spot at WrestleMania, <sighs> Logan Paul, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Uh, um, Johnny Knoxville. That's three. That's three non-wrestlers. I know Pat's a commentator, but he's just that. He's a commentator. Yeah. He has wrestled in the past, and he is a legitimate athlete. He, he is a legitimate athlete. He, he was a punter. Yeah, but he's still. I mean, but he played the National Football League. So yeah. I mean, that's, and he did. He did have an, an excellent match with Adam Cole at a takeover yeah. in NXT. But but still, he's still taking a spot. 
I'm sorry. When your Intercontinental Champion and your United States Champion are booked on the Go Home Show of SmackDown, yeah, instead of being booked on main on on WrestleMania in championship matches, that is called a waste of resources. Yes, that they is must called, they must not uh, have an HR department. I'm serious. Yeah, that is the definition of using your titles as props. Yep, and it's like what happened to the mid-card titles being the workhorse titles. You don't use this as a prop. Exactly. And I don't care what... And this is when I'll disagree with Jim Ross because it's just a prop, just a prop. No, No, it's what it represents. Because that's the thing. If if they were just props, then people like us would not be so excited to own a replica of a championship belt. Exactly. People would not pay that type of money to... You know, because WWE has these deluxe versions of the WWE Championship that are like thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And people pay this for these replicas because the championship represents so much more than just being a prop. This is, it's like you're holding it in your hand and it's like, I know this is not the belt. For me, especially the past, you know, past few years, I have a replica of the WWE championship and it's like, sometimes I just look at it and it's like, that's the belt that Kofi Kingston had. Yeah. That's the belt that Bobby Lashley had. That's the belt that Big E had. It's like, it goes beyond, you know, it goes beyond wrestling for, Mm -hmm. for us. It's like, it's like what that belt represents. So I definitely have to disagree with Jim Ross. I definitely don't feel like that it's a prop. And if, if they think they have too many titles, well, start shrinking them down. You yeah. know, you don't need to have a, what well, they don't even call it a world cha- champion. It's just the WWE title, yeah. you know, and then <clears throat> the universal titles like, and they're, and they're almost trying to say they're equal, even though WWE is just resting, representing a company. Yeah. Where if, if, if you're going to call it that, that means that the U S title and the intercontinental title, both, just by title alone represents more than the WWE. Yep. You know, but then the yep. universal title. By them call by them just calling it the WWE championship, it is just like when it was, you know, when they used to say the World Wrestling Federation Championship. It's like, so you're saying that this is just a company championship and not indicative of this is the best wrestler in the world. Right. And I mean, it's just like in boxing, there's a few different companies, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't call it, um, I don't, you know, I don't even know the names of the boxing companies, <laughs> like the world boxing council. I don't know. I mean, um, but they, they all had their world title and they yep. treated them like they were world champions. And they're like, the yep. belt represents, you know, them, yep. they wear the belt. They earned the right to wear that belt. Yep. You know, saying they are the world title. And then later on, you know, the companies would say, okay, we are going to unify their world title, our world title, because we want to know who is the, the best. Champion. Yeah. The single world champion. Well, you look at all the different companies now, Impact Wrestling, they call it the world championship. Mm-hmm. AEW, Ring of Honor, GCW. If GCW can call their title the world, the, the GCW world t- championship, WWE can do it considering the belt says world heavyweight champion. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, it literally says on the belt. I'm looking at it right now. It literally says world heavyweight champion. World's heavyweight champion. Exactly. Yes. And this is an, obviously this is a replica of an older belt. Um, but actually, they still use this belt in the NWA. Yep. 10 pounds of gold. Yep. 10 pounds of gold. And Matt that, Cardona's actually, got it right now. Actually, I think it's this one's about seven pounds of brass, but <laughs> uh, but I mean it's still I mean it I mean it this is a very nice looking belt, but it's what mm-hmm. it represents. Yep. And it represents legacies. It's like yes, like that championship. You look at that championship, and that is Ric Flair, Harley Race, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, the Briscoes. You know, that is wrestling royalty. Tommy Rich. I mean, that's the man yeah. who signed it. Yeah. You know, wildfire Tommy Rich. Yeah. I, I mean, and I look at that belt and I automatically think, uh, and that's the thing too, for me, championship belts bring up memories, wrestling memories. I look mm-hmm. at that belt and I see Harley race standing in front of a briefcase with $25,000. <laughs> Take the money. Take <laughs> yeah. Putting a bounty on Ric Flair. That's Take the I money. He's holding Next the later. belt. Pointing at the money. <laughs> it. Like I see the Intercontinental Championship. I think of Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania three. I think of mm-hmm. uh, I think of Scott Hall as Razor Ramon. At WrestleMania you know, ten with the ladder match. Yep. Or just any time. I mean, he was a four time Intercontinental Champion. And besides Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, I associate that belt with Razor Ramon. Kurt Henning, you know, Mr. Perfect. Um, Tito Santana, Greg Tito Valentine. Santana, Greg I mean. Valentine, uh, Bret Hart, mm-hmm. Roddy Piper, you know, Steve Austin, Owen Hart, you know. Um, back when Bulldog. That, yeah, back when that championship meant something. And it's like, why is this not defended at WrestleMania? Yeah, because they're also saying that the, the, the two gentlemen who actually have those titles you know, mean and Ricochet and now Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say um, the guy who Finn Balor beat. Damien Priest. Damien Priest, who is also phenomenal. Yes. You know. Um, who is also doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. He's no. probably going to get lumped into the Battle Royal on Friday. Oh, but they have a mystery partner for Seth Rollins. They yes. haven't said who it is. I mean, obviously, it's a mystery partner. They'll say who it is, I guess, Saturday night. Thanks. So. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, for those of you who are listening to audio only, um, Joellen is wearing a T-shirt that says "The American Nightmare," so I'm going to assume you know it's Cody Rhodes. That's uh-huh. been a rumor flying around for a month. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it it very well could be. Here's the thing: anything other, anybody other than Cody Rhodes, is going to get booed out of the building because I feel like everybody they have they have built this up to where it has to be Cody because if it's not Cody, then it's like, we don't care. We're, we're talking Royal rumble, 2014 level. Whenever Daniel Bryan did not come in as number 30, they booed Ray Mysterio. Yes. You don't boo Ray Mysterio. No. And it wasn't even that it was Ray. It was that Daniel Bryan was it not wasn't Daniel rumble. Bryan. Yeah. Um, now how do you know they don't want to, you know, they they gotta admit WWE does stand for walk with Elias. It could be him. 
No, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> no, they have uh, ruined. They have ruined Elias. They so. have. I, and he's one of my. He's one of my favorites for a while. Like, yeah, I like but, Elias, and they just they ruined it. And it's like, and they're so bad about that. It's like, why do you have to ruin everything? It's like it was working. Just leave it alone. Yeah. And I, the like I said, the way they treat us like here, have a belt, but yeah, we really don't care about you. Yeah, we really don't care. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm surprised the women's tag team titles are being defended. Oh, I'm I, I'm surprised too. Even though I have, a, you know that that one, they've it's become pretty obvious they've telegraphed this where they're going to split up. Somebody that's going to have the title, and I guess them two are going to feud. Um, and one yeah. of these days. Well, they're going to have to come out and admit, look, they call Carmella the Long Island Princess. She's from Boston. Yeah. I don't understand why they, you know, they don't, don't don't say, look, she's from Boston. I mean. You know why they don't say that? Because Sasha Banks is from Boston. True. But they could, they could have them team up because, you know, um, I know a lot of people like from that area, just, you know, who I was stationed with. Um, but I know for some reason there seems to be a lot of them <laughs> that I worked with. Um, but they are very, very proud to be Bostonians and they're very not, they don't hate New York, but they are, uh, and it was more of a sports thing. They very yeah. anti New York as far as yeah. things like that went. So for her to say she's from Long Island, yeah, at least it's better than her saying she's from like Manhattan. Yeah. You know, cause then it would be like, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that yeah, the whole women's tag team. It's it's kind of ironic. You know, I mentioned the Iconics earlier winning it. Very good tag team. They mm-hmm. took the belts off them too soon, and I get Sasha and Bailey were also kind of upset because they thought they were going to have titles longer. Yeah, they, they thought didn't. they were going to have a long reign with them, and they didn't. Right. Um, you know, but they've kind of not traded those right. They should have a women's tag team. You know, yeah. even if they were to put Nikki Cross and Dewdrop together, you know, as like the, the women's Scottish warriors, I don't know, you know, to me, something like that would make sense. Um, putting, um, oh my God, what's, what's her name? Tall girl from Australia. Rhea Ripley. Yes. Uh, actually, you know what? I wouldn't want to put her as part of the tag team thing because she needs to have the, one of the women's titles. Yes. And I, I don't know why they've, I do like the team of her and Liv Morgan. They they work well together. Right. But I still think Ripley, Rhea Ripley is her and Bianca Belair, that's your future. Yes. Your women's division should be built around those two. Two very at, legitimately athletic women mm-hmm. uh, who they look the part. They can do it in the ring. And I don't know how long Rhea Ripley's been wrestling because I don't know enough about her, like her background in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know Bianca Belair's background. Yeah. You know, um, collegiate, le- division one collegiate level athlete. I mean, that right there speaks volumes. Yes. Um, and just saying collegiate, collegiate level athlete, you know, then you start going, okay, then you say, well, division one, I mean, um, I mean, that puts her in some pretty elite company right there. Yeah. And, you know, and she brings that to the ring. Uh, I've always said that she has that Cesaro strength because, I mean, that's that's yeah. the, the person I would compare her to the most is Cesaro because you look, you're going, 
well, I don't really see a lot of muscle, but I see <clears throat> no fat because so it's yeah. got to be all muscle. And then all of a sudden she's doing these things, uh, these feats of strength that you're like, does she really just hold her up with one hand? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's like, okay. So yeah, she is like Cesaro. I mean, where she's doing these things that she's just wiry and just yeah, has ridiculous strength. And yes, she definitely the future. Rhea Ripley, same thing. Because Rhea Ripley, they actually have kind of the same build. Yeah. Rhea you know, Ripley is, uh, she's been wrestling for nine, it'll be nine years this June. She debuted June 29th of 2013. Was that WWE or was that? Somewhere? No, that was just. Just, just in general, somewhere else. Just okay. in general, when she started wrestling. Okay. Um, she uh, is, uh, she's 25 years old. So she's got a huge career ahead of her. So she's been wrestling since she was 16. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'd put her and Shayna Baszler as another one, legit athlete. Yes. And, <coughs> um, and they're also a product when you go, okay, let's go for athletic first. Yeah. We can always change the way they look. You know, if that's what you want, you want to see, you know, you, that you can change. You can't just make somebody be as good as Bianca Belair is in the ring. Because you think about this, how long has she been wrestling? What, three years? Uh, I think. Let me look. Maybe four. I mean, it's, it's she's another one that she should not be as good as what she is, considering the short amount of time she's been in the ring. But man, she's six, good. Six, six years. years. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it'll be six years this September. It was September 26, 2016. But she was okay. trained. Uh, she was trained at the performance center. She's okay. a, she's one of the performance centers. She's a triple H product. product. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, she's one of the ones that, you know, Jim Ross always talks about, they have it. And I believe she has it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, she has it. Rhea Ripley has it. Rhea Ripley has a presence. Like as soon as she steps on screen, yeah, it's like, you're just like, okay, I'm watching her. And mm -hmm. Shayna Baszler's like that. Shayna Baszler's always been that way for me. Since she walked into NXT, I watched every Shayna ba Baszler match I could because she has that presence and that legitimacy and that I don't feel still don't feel people can say all they want to, but I, just my opinion, I don't feel like Ronda Rousey has that presence. She has worldwide name recognition, mm -hmm. but she doesn't have that presence when she walks out there. Because I have a feeling Rousey, Ronda, and not to say she's not tough. You know, so Ron, if you're watching this, yeah, uh, you know, we, we like oh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, she, but it comes across to where it's almost to me, it's just my opinion, but it feels like to me when whenever she comes out, it's almost like she has this air of this is beneath me. Yeah, she's and she said that three years ago. Yeah, you know, that's, and then, that's why I, I don't understand all this fan love all of a sudden that everybody's so glad she's back, and it's like. She despises fans. Yeah, she could not stand them. She and she said it. She said as much. Yeah, and and Mold, it was not. A, it was not a work. I mean, it was a show. No. Yeah, she said wrestling stupid. Wrestling fans are stupid. I'm yep. gone. Bye. Yeah. 
and she got her paycheck and she left and she said well i'm gonna go have a baby well it took her three years to have a baby mm-hmm. and now she's back um now grant i mean i will say it's impressive because she just had her baby what back in september october i believe so yeah and she's like already it was September. yeah and she's already back in the ring so i mean yeah that's pretty tough you know? yeah so but like you said i mean it she just has this air of i don't want to be here Mm-hmm. you know i'm just doing this to collect a paycheck but i'm still gonna be number one i'm you're all are still beneath me i'm still gonna be the champion but i really don't like this yeah i really don't like this but i still expect to be the number one the the focal point and and that, that's something else that look at all the other past wrestlemanias uh the only other person i could actually think of that actually kind of had that mentality was um lesnar Mm-hmm. you know this was back to his first run yeah um you know and i'd say to a lesser extent goldberg as well because then they both left at the same time had one of the um well like you said you know you watch wrestlemania 20 for only two matches their match wasn't one of them no their <laughs> match is not one of them yeah nope um when everybody's booing you out of the building because everybody you know and and i think that's the difference between also wrestlemania one and by the time 20 happened, I mean, pretty much everybody just about had the internet. Yeah. Um, everybody knew what was, yeah, everybody knew what was going on. And they knew, like, people knew weeks before WrestleMania that Lesnar and Goldberg were leaving. Yeah. So it's like they weren't having it. It's like, why are we, why do you expect us to cheer for y'all when y'all are just walking out the door? And Stone Cold, he, he stunned them both. And, yep. Um, and, did you see that the KO show with Austin is going to be like the last thing on, I think it's the first night. I saw that. And I think it is dumb. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Um, WrestleMania is your biggest show of the year. A championship match. If you're going to have two nights, a championship match that main event, both nights. And I, I get that it's not a proper match. But the last thing you should see at your biggest show of the year is a, is, a cha- is a championship match. And what I'm not a fan of Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I'm not a fan of this build. I'm not a fan of this being the championship match. But they should main event that match. Honestly, I take that back. Honestly, Becky and Bianca and Belair should make the main event. I was about to say, I'm looking through the list that first night right now. and But but I'm saying that because, and I'm saying Charlotte and Ronda because I know they're not going to let Bianca and Becky main event. They're, they're wanting Ronda as, you know, as the, the last match. Ronda has said, has said in an interview yesterday that she was main eventing night one. So I don't know. To me, the main event's the last thing you see. So mm-hmm. if, the, if they have their match and then Stone Cold and KO, Stone Cold and KO is the main event, whether it's a wrestling right. match or not. That's the final thing people are going to see. And are, are casual fans going to watch this just to see Stone Cold at the very end? I wouldn't think so, to be honest with you. I mean, I wouldn't think so. They're, they'll get the nostalgia fans. 
<clears throat> sorry. They're, fine. They'll get they'll get some nostalgia fans that will stick around to see Stone Cold. My thing is, it would be better to put it as the opener. Mm-hmm. Get it done and then focus on the wrestling. Yep. Or not long after the opener. Yeah, or not long after the opener. Yeah. Just don't don't put it near your championship matches. Right. Because then you're going to you're going to suck the wind out of the crowd because they're going to be so hyped for Stone Cold, they're not going to have anything left when the ladies wrestle for the championships. And And, I feel like that's a disservice to these women. And think about this, Stone Cold has not wrestled at all since um I was God, I was about to call Super Bowl. Since WrestleMania 19. Yeah. And 2003. It's been 19 years. 19 years. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And, you know, there were wow, twice as many WrestleManias now to what there was when the last time he wrestled. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, that actually threw me off for a second. I was like, 19. And I, well, how about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason. I mean, he, he medically, the doctor yeah. said, you've got, you have to stop. Yeah. I mean, between his neck issues, He's got two bad knees that he wears has he had to wear braces on his last run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm sorry, everybody can't be staying. Right. And one you know, of the things go ahead. Staying 62 years old and he's still jumping know, off balconies. Jumping off balconies, putting people through tables, but everybody can't be staying. Everybody's Staying knew when to give Sting knew when to take the time to give his body time to heal up. Right. Sting, Sting knew what schedule to work to maximize his minutes. And still remain relevant because even yep. back in the day he was hurt. But yeah. that's when the crow started and he's up there yeah. just appearing in the rafters. Oh, that was enough for people. Yeah, you and know? that was a that was a year and a half. Yeah. He did that for a year and a half and he was over the entire time. And got mm-hmm. more over as it went on. So yeah. I mean, it it can be done if you're willing to commit to long term booking. Now, some of the other notes I put in here, you know, super. This is Super Bowl level. I mean, it really is. This yeah. is Super this Bowl is, every year is, in wrestling. This is the Super Bowl of wrestling. That's why all these other companies, you know, have their shows. They have big shows on this weekend because they know so many more eyes are going to be on the product than it is at any other time of the year. That's why Impact's having a show on Friday. Ring of Honor's having a show on Friday. AEW's got Rampage. GCW's got a show this weekend. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, um, I know around here there are some indie mm-hmm. indies that are putting on shows. Uh, the NWF is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lot of their their personnel are actually traveling to Dallas, right? Uh, because that's one of the things. Just talking to some of the wrestlers, they they say wherever WrestleMania is, they will travel to it. Oh yeah, know, because they want. To, they're like, this is what I do. This, so I yeah. want to, you know, even if I can't do it as a wrestler, I would still like to be a part of it, at least as a fan, you know. Because I mean, they know some of the ones who are in it. I mean, just yeah, you know, it's their profession, and it's a small profession. Yeah. Um, but just like the Super Bowl. Um, a couple of years ago, <coughs> the Patriots and the Rams. Would you call mm-hmm. that a good Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I mean, it was. No. That was that one was painful to watch because it, it was. Yeah. I mean, they set records for ineptitude. Yeah. You know, 
and I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was boring. It was, you know, there was nothing exciting about it at all. Yeah, and, I mean, that's not, that's not what they were going for. They were trying to score. They just, nobody yeah. was scoring. Yeah. Um, but just like the Super Bowl, not every WrestleMania event has been good. Yep. Um, you WrestleMania, know, the, I feel like WrestleMania four was good because it had the tournament. Mm-hmm. But then you had WrestleMania five, which was bloated. Ho- yeah, yeah, it was bloated. that one had that one had way too many matches. For- it had too many matches, but the only thing anybody ever remembers is Savage and Hogan. For Savage and Hogan, yeah. WrestleMania six. Uh, Warrior and Hogan for the title. Yep. WrestleMania seven. Um. Unfortunately, the only thing I remember is Hogan and Slaughter for the title. Uh, seven. I remember this one always gets pushed up for some reason. People think this is the most important thing about seven. It's when Savage and Elizabeth reunite. Yes, the uh, the retirement match, which was yes. honestly the absolute best thing on that card. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that was the Ultimate Warrior's best match that he's ever had. Because he had it with Savage. Because he had it with Savage. <laughs> and they put on a spectacular match, you know, and really that match, to me, that was the best match on the card. Because Hogan and Slaughter was like... Oh. Uh, it was just rest hold city. Yeah. Um, and that was I mean, also, well, something we didn't know was, was happening. And we didn't know it, no one until, you know, of course, like 30 years later or 23 years later was that was the beginning of the streak. Yes. Yes. Um, but that match itself was not a good match. No. Jimmy Snooker got spiked and got pinned and that mm-hmm. was it. Uh, and then we're see WrestleMania eight, I thought was pretty good. It was um, a pretty good show, but it's Savage and Flair for me. That's the yeah. That should have the, been the main event instead of Hogan going, "Hey, hey I'm I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm going to be in the the last match, no matter what." Yeah, and um, that's that, that's the thing with WrestleMania. It's it should always be the championship. Always, a, yes. A, a world championship should be defended in the main event. Like that never should have been Hogan and Sid. I don't know who's who thought that was a great idea for Hogan and Sid to main event at WrestleMania. Nothing against Sid, Hogan given the, given the right opponent. Yeah, Sid Sid's had good matches, but he wasn't going to get a good match with Hogan. No, Hogan's not going to give you a good match. And, Hogan's going to give you a Hogan match. Yeah, and that one not really rest holds, but it was punch, punch, kick, kick, body slam, body slam, leg drop. Yep. But that, you know, yep. it, uh, but meanwhile, Flair and Savage put on a really yep. They put on a classic. Oh, I mean, Bret, Bret Hart and um, Roddy Piper. Intercontinental, yes. that Intercontinental was that title. Yes. Because yes. Uh, we had, I mean, I called him a friend of ours, refereed that match because we interviewed him on here. So yes, everybody yep. we've interviewed, we now consider a friend. Yep. <laughs> so uh, in case you don't know what we're talking, we're talking about Roger Ruffin, the owner yeah. of the Northern Wrestling Federation. He refereed at WrestleMania 8. And he also, he said his biggest moment was actually accompanying Raven McIntyre to the ring to sing the national anthem. Which I... I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really think, is. Uh, WrestleMania 9. Oh, Lord, no. Good God, Nothing. no. That was terrible. That's up um, there with the, one of the absolute worst uh, WrestleManias ever. I think the only thing from that one I kind of remember, um, and you got to think about who was involved, was 
Shawn Michaels and Tatanka, the very yeah. opening match. They, was, I mean, because them two. It was a good match, but then the ending was stupid because it was a double DQ. Yeah. Because they couldn't have Shawn lose a title because he was early in his run as champion. Tatanka had an undefeated streak, so they couldn't have him lose yet and break the streak. So it's like great match, dumb ending. For me, the only thing really that stands out for me for WrestleMania 9 is the Undertaker's entrance. The yeah. Undertaker's match was garbage. But the entrance, when he comes out and he's got the vulture on the thing, and it's yeah. like the whole presentation was fantastic. And he looked like death coming down the mm -hmm. aisle. But then he get they put him in the ring with the giant Gonzalez, and it's like And then the match looked like death. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> you saw him in WCW when he was El Gante. He couldn't move then. He couldn't give you a match then. Why would you think it was going to work now? And then you put him in that body suit. Telling you that bodysuit, and I'm pretty sure you know you saw it on PBS when we had to watch mm -hmm. it all in Slim Goodbody. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what it reminded me of. I'm like, hey, they got a great big Slim Goodbody suit. Uh, once again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go Google it. Yeah, it was actually something that we had to watch in school, and I had to come to think of it, it's kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> yeah, I never understood why we had to watch it, but okay. Like that dude's wearing a like a, a flesh colored bodysuit with like intestines yeah. on it. But anyway. But we had to watch it, and we got out. We got out of classwork that day because we had to watch that. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, ten. Of course, I mean, ten was a good one. You know, Bret Hart and Owen, um, the ladder match for the IC title. Yeah, uh, it had a couple other matches that weren't so great. Um, but we did see the Quebecers double suplex Mabel. We did see that. Yeah, that was impressive. I don't care if it was two of them; it was still impressive because Mabel. I don't think Mabel knew how to like kind of help them out. No, he didn't. His center of gravity was just way too low, and they still yeah. managed to get his big butt up and boom over. Yep. Um, for for me, that mania is a three match card. It's Owen and Brett for the opener. Um, Sean uh, HBK and Razor for the you know lighter match, and then Brett and Yokozuna. Yep. Um, and and then eleven. Well. Uh, that one was one is better than nine, but that's when the main event was actually LT and Bam Bam. Oh, uh, okay. 11, um, where the main event should have been Shawn Michaels and Diesel yes. for the championship, which is the only match on that card that I liked. I yeah. watched that, I watched um, that pay-per-view live really? and that was the only match that I liked. Um, yeah, because even Bret Hart and Bob Backlund, you would think on paper that's going to be a good match, and it wasn't. No. Um, no. And Bret Hart said it's his worst pay per view match ever. And Bret Hart says a lot of negative things for him to say that one's his worst ever. Yeah. That was with Bob Backlund. Yeah. You know, well, right if I going, what do you say? You know, yeah. that, that didn't help matters. No, it didn't because he just kept screaming into the microphone. And it's like, Roddy, just, just stop. Just, just, you know, just stay out of the way. Uh, I mean, and, and then some of the other 12, uh, you know, the, the one drawback with 12, the Ironman match, I thought was a good match. I mean, cause it was Brett and Sean, you know, yeah. um, however it being an hour plus meant you couldn't have a lot of other matches. My only knock against that match is that I feel like there should have been some falls in there to yeah. add to the drama instead of going, you know, 60 minutes with no falls and then having to do sudden death. 
if you had some falls and they had been tied at the time limit and then went to sudden death, that would have added more more drama to it because as soon as you went, even then, and I watched that one live too, even then, when it went 60 minutes without with without a single fall and they announced sudden death, I'm like, well, Sean's winning. There's no yeah. way he's not winning. I mean, yeah. you kind of knew that going in, but it's when they booked it that way, it's like Sean's winning. So it kind of took a little bit of the drama out of it of is Sean actually going to win this or not? And then 13, like the only match that was good on there, as far as I remember, was Brett and, and Stone Cold. And you had the I Quit match. Oh, yes. That is a – that was an absolute terrible pay-per-view. But, you know, you know, Brett and Stone Cold was the – that was the, you know, that was the diamond in the rough right there. Yeah. That was the double turn. That was still considered a classic. Yeah. The main, the main event of that one was uh, – Sid and the Undertaker for the yeah. uh, for the belt, yeah. And apparently, Sid pooped himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And of course, when I take pictures with the tombstone, he had to smell that. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, after that, I mean, it, it, they they do honestly, they do start to become kind of blurry for me. I mean, yeah, they just kind of yeah. Like yeah. I said, it's like after that, it's like a. Oh, that was your phone. Yeah, it <laughs> oh, was mine. Um, oh, actually, I just got a text from Justin. He says, you know how Adam has made our logo for TNC Sports Talk? Would you like a custom logo made from Adam Lee? That's the guy. I was like, I'll tell him, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to text him back and say, I'm going to talk to Dwaylon about this. <laughs> I'll say, I'm going to run it by Dwaylon. Because but what he doesn't know is, not until he watches the show. because. Uh, Justin actually he watches us um mm -hmm. every every episode so yeah um uh, I I'll run it past Dwaylon because he does know that any anything that affects the show right um he knows that because I mean we have a um it's a joint collaboration so um I don't think there's really anything you know anything like that where we have like a logo change yeah obviously you know I run past Waylon, but I do like the idea. But I do like the idea. Okay. <coughs> All right. And yeah, I like that, Justin. Your text that actually made it onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but like you were saying, a lot of the, you know, the the kind of the almost like a sine wave or a cosine wave. Yeah. Um, and they say, nobody talks about the cosine wave. It does the same thing. It's just off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's no tangent wave, though. It just kind of. <laughs> yeah. Just... Um, I've, I've tried it. And it's like, eh. um, <laughs> yeah, we're that much of nerds. <laughs> um, and speaking of nerds, you know what? I've got a show. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, may, I may wait for tomorrow's show because I don't already have it prepped. But, oh, okay. But I'll get it prepped and I'll show uh for those of you uh, you know listening in or, or actually or watching you'll have to catch tomorrow's as well because i have an old picture of me and dwaylon that you'll look and go there is no way uh but i'll say yeah that's us but anyway um but part of the reason i think why it goes kind of ups and downs is because there's a lot of repeat matches i mean yeah, yeah. rock and stone cold don't get me wrong i mean 
they put on three good matches, you know, three great matches, really. But at least they got spread out, like... Yeah, there was know, 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Um, and each, each of those matches were different, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two were for the championship. One was basically for... The last one was for bragging rights. But every one of those... It was a different match each time. So you didn't yep. get, you know, you didn't get bored with it. Roman and Brock, this is the third time we're having it. Um, Shawn Michaels Undertaker, they did it twice. Undertaker mm-hmm. and Triple H did it twice. Three times. Three. 17. Uh, 17 was the first one. Oh, then they had. And then they had the, um, what was it? They had the. The end of an era, which was. The, the end of time. an era, Hell in a Cell, and the one the year before that. 27 yep. and 28. Yeah. Three times. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think that kind of can also hurt when you're like, well, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, they could put on different types of matches, but at the same time, you're like, give us something different. So, I mean, it can not even intended to, it can kind of be, become repetitive. Yeah. Um, and that's why they need new blood in there. But no, they had new blood, but they released them all. Yeah. But, um, Huh. I'll have to tell you what Justin just texted me. Um, okay. Because I don't want to, you know, if we do this, I don't want to give it away. Um, right. But all right, cool. But, but yeah, I mean, but, but just to see how something goes from being in, you know, um, an arena, because that's what Master Square Garden is, it's a bigger yep. arena. Yep. You know, and it's had its drawbacks where the crowds were down because I think the one at Rosemont, WrestleMania 13 was like their lowest crowd ever. Yeah, that was the, the uh, Rosemont Horizon. Yeah. But, um, uh, they call it the all, it's called the All State Arena now, but yeah. Um, but that one, you know, had a, a bad crowd, but I think the worst buy rate ever, too. Yeah. Um, and then they've gone to where now they're in stadiums and they're filling the stadiums, but now the product is starting to fall and they can't just rely on we're WrestleMania anymore. Yeah. Um, and, then, and they don't have the undertaker streak to bring people in either. Cause for years, once, once it got to where I feel like WrestleMania 18 is where people were really starting to be like, the streak means something. This is the streak. That was probably me. Oh, it was. I was. Um, I'm in a shubing, shubing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I usually have it on silent, but um, hoping the girls are out and ah. with the weather being bad, mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss a message if you know if she messaged me. So, um, but um, what was I saying? I forgot. Sorry. About eight, 18 was the last, and then it yeah. went ba-ding, ba-ding. Yeah, 18 was where people really started paying attention to the streak. Yeah. Even The Undertaker indicated it, because once he beat Flair, he did he did like this. And people were like, mm-hmm. oh, I did not realize he's 10-0. and 0. Yeah. You know, Jerry Lawler even said it on commentary once the match was over. So then after that, every year, it was like, People bought people bought tickets to WrestleMania because they knew the streak was going to be on the line. And who was the Undertaker going to beat? 
mm-hmm. and you know, or who was going to attempt to break the streak, especially when it got into Undertaker's latter years where he was putting on classic matches where he was like a super worker there mm-hmm. for a while. And people were like, well, Undertaker's on the card, streak's on the line, I'm going to WrestleMania. Yeah. And but, they, but when uh, they broke the streak at 30, then they just lost their selling point. And it's yep. like, because even then they were coasting. They were coast. They were riding the streak's coattails to get those WrestleMania tickets sold. And now it's like they don't even have that. And then they don't give you a good card because really this year's card what have you got? You've got a bunch of you got a bunch of matches that could be on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You really the only true WrestleMania caliber matches. You've got Becky and Bianca, Charlotte and Ronda, Roman and Brock. You got three matches over two nights that are truly WrestleMania caliber matches. Yeah, because even like the New Day. Um, against Seamus and Ridge Holland. That's, that's a, a smack that's, that's a SmackDown main yeah. event. I was gonna say that's a TV match. Um, yeah. McIntyre, Happy Corbin, that's a TV match. Yeah. Uh, and you know the reason why we're saying these TV matches? Because they've been having them on TV. Yes. They're just I mean, moving it. On Raw, they just had a handicap match with they just had another match. Actually it wasn't a yeah, it wasn't a handicap match. It was McIntyre versus Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss takes the pin again. And it's like, that's another thing that has devolved <sighs> from WrestleMania. They never used to give away their WrestleMania matches on free TV. They never used to have, oh, well, we've got like the women's tag team match. We've got these, we've got a fatal four way for the women's tag team titles. So what do we do? Monday night on Raw, we have an eight man tag team match with, you know, the people, the two heel teams. And the two face teams. And you've just given away your entire championship yeah. match. Yep. I, I mean, they've been going through that formula also. I mean, and not just necessarily for WrestleMania, but but definitely for WrestleMania. And I guess are they trying to say, okay, well, here's what can happen, you know, here next in, in six days at WrestleMania, because with these two when they're going at it. That's not how you set it up. I mean, you have to, if you want to have them get into a fight, you have them getting to like some other kind of confrontation, uh-huh. not, or we're yeah. going to have a match before they had their match. Or at least look what they did with Becky and Bianca. You know, Becky was going to cut Bianca's braid and Bianca turned it around on her and cut Becky's hair. That's a good confrontation to mm-hmm. build toward the match, but don't have them in three or four matches leading up to WrestleMania, because then I'm not going to want to watch the match at WrestleMania. I've seen this five times. Why do I want to watch this? And you look at WrestleMania six, Hogan and warrior. And this was a match. I know you and I both would have been like, yes, I want to see that match because that's Hogan. And that's the warrior warrior was the intercontinental champion at the time. And he was the only person, you know, who may be worthy of being the world champion over Hulk Hogan. That's what we thought at the time. Yeah. You know, at the time now now look back at when there's no one what we know now you know but they didn't have them constantly having matches against each other in tag team fashion 
no. on their shows, you know, uh, on Superstars or whatever the other one was called. I don't remember. Um, um, was it? I think it was Prime Time Wrestling or Wrestling Challenge. That's one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have that where they actually had them. Their first kind of a meeting, in a way, was actually in the Royal Rumble that year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, everybody was like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, here we go. They're actually yeah. going to, you know." Um, and then the Warrior got thrown out, and then all of a sudden he ran off like an idiot. Nobody, nobody understands what he was doing there. But that's another story. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he. Underst- I don't think he understood what he was doing. Yeah, um, but that I mean made people go look. They were almost not really pull apart, but I mean that's kind of what it was. It was in mm-hmm. the Rumble. They just happened to be they bumped into each other, and boom, there we go. Hogan and Savage, um, the year before at five, they also had a confrontation in the Rumble. Um, that and that was before you got lust in your eyes for Elizabeth. You know, that yeah. was before the Saturday night's main event, and. A lot of people had forgotten that Hogan and Savage had already had a run against each other when Savage was the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, but it was like four years. God, it was like four years prior. Yeah. You know, um, and or three years prior, and you know, so, but everybody knew. Yes, Savage is a formidable opponent for Hogan. Even though Savage at this point had the world title, Hogan had to try to get it back from him. Yeah. Um, Rock and Stone Cold, their first kind of a confrontation was really also in a rumble rock wasn't in the rumble stone cold was but the rock came out you know and they it had cost had, him a t- yeah yeah um but they didn't have to constantly okay go against each other just so we show you what happened if they go you know we're gonna show it to you for free now go pay for it no yeah. I, yeah. I ain't paying for that yeah i've already seen it yeah i've seen it five times on raw i'm yeah. not paying for it to see it again yeah i knew have a have a pull apart you know, yeah. the, the whole thing with, I will say this, they're doing Brock and Roman correct. Yes. Ish, you know? Yeah. Um, because they're, they're having confrontations without actually touching each other. Yeah. Um, they're breaking like vehicles, which by the way, WWE, if you want to save money, stop destroying vehicles. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, I, the pull aparts, because you know, I mean, when they do have the, when they have not the referees, not, you know, I'm like, they had that many referees backstage. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you have 20 referees running around, you know, it, mm-hmm. it looks like a bunch of zebras all of a sudden having a, you know, <laughs> like a herd of zebras, you know. And, you know, when the ref, the wrestlers are the ones pulling them apart, because I used to love that back, you know, in the like yeah. mid Atlantic, world class, mid all the old territories, even the WWF used to do that. Yep. And that's when you know, okay, this is serious. I mean, they, they're pulling them apart. I mean, this is serious. And that lead, leads to wanting to watch a match between somebody. Yeah. You know, not, well, they're in a, a tag team. And sometimes that can work. Because um, I think, was it MJF and CM Punk? They did that a little bit. Yeah, but MJF always avoided CM Punk. Exactly. And unless, so that would that'd be the reason why you would do that. Yeah, unless he had the advantage. That was the only time he would tag in. And as soon as Punk started to mount some offense, Boop, he's out. He, he's out. If you do it that way, yeah, it works because then you're like, I want to see him get his hands on him and start exactly. pounding him. Exactly. Oh, but, but you can't just uh, throw people in a tag match and be like, okay, like you said, 
we just gave it to you for free, but Sunday I need you to pay for that. Right. And, you know, or go get the network and, you know, or go yeah. watch it. You know, Duke, North Carolina, pff, who's going to be watching that? Yeah. I don't I'll know. I'll be honest why with that... you. This is a wrestling podcast, and I'm going to be watching Duke in North Carolina. Yeah. Now, part of that is because, you know, Dwight and I are big North Carolina fans. Yeah. And there's so much in this one, but um, I mean, I've, I've got a very busy weekend, so I will be watching everything on my phone whenever I get a chance. Yeah. But I will, but I will be uh, paying attention to the Final Four. Right. And I don't know which game, which, which game is first. Do you know? I don't know. I just need Kansas to lose. I won't. I always want Kansas to lose. Of course, I've, <laughs> I've been like not liking Villanova either. So I need both of them to lose. You know, um, I, either way, you know, really we're calling this the evolution of WrestleMania. We're almost calling, calling it, in fact, you know what? I'll title it this the evolution and de evolution of yep. WrestleMania. Yep. yep. Because even when I was doing in my notes, I mean, I even got to think about it. I was like, you know, it seems kind of bloated. Um, the or some of the early events that you had matches that did you did not have any kind of story whatsoever. Yep. Um, now some of the stories they have are not the greatest. Um, no. you know, and is it bloated in a sense? I mean, that's because it's it really is. Um, it, because they're going, you can't just throw WrestleMania and expect everybody to come mm-hmm. if, if they're seeing, look, the product is garbage. Yeah. And I'm not traveling all the way from Finland to watch something. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. So especially when travel restrictions have not completely gone away either. Nope. Not yet. No. So, but anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. I uh, mean, and, and right now we're planning on being here tomorrow for the actual preview. Yep. You know, that's why we don't want to say too much. We're yeah. doing the same thing. You know, we're, we're, doing it before we do it yeah. <laughs> you know that's why i kept um uh, say okay yeah but um i didn't want to yeah. say too much about you know saturday and sunday but tomorrow we'll have the preview of that and just to kind of wrap this up hopefully it get it starts getting better hopefully i mean i don't want them to have a bad event just to no i want them to have a good up, show but... it's just on paper it's not really shaping up to be that and from what we've talked about, I mean, it's been heading that direction anyway. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, you need to go give your voice a rest. So, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Dude, I will talk at you tomorrow. God bless. All right, man. God bless. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.